You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Connell's under center. Snap to hand up to the receiver. Myers are on the left side. 15-10. Block from Adams. Touch inside. Touchdown, Raiders. A jet sweep to the left. It's unnecessary roughness. O'Connell's under center. Jacobs the lone tailback. Snap. Hand off Jacobs. Cuts in the hole. Right side at the one. Pushing forward. Touchdown Raiders. It's unnecessary roughness. Third down shotgun to DeVito. Pressure up the middle. Out to his right. Gets away from one. Can't get away from the second. Adam Butler and Max Crosby combine on the set. It's the Raiders' third sack of the game. Here's your boy Q. 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 We're back here, kicking off hour number three. Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. We're inside the Underground Lounge, the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night for Monday Night Football. Got the Jets and the Chargers. About to appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you. Jets and Chargers are going to be kicking off in a little while, and you can watch the game here on one of the many TVs. They have so much going on here. Some great drink specials, great food specials. You can smell the smoke from the smoky old-fashioned in the building. There's all kind of good stuff going on here at the Underground Lounge, so I definitely encourage you to come on by here. we got Amber Theo Harris coming up in a matter of seconds. I did want to hit a couple texts real quick. Don'tBeBroke.com, text line 69187, keyword r This one's from Raider at T. Got a chance to meet her on Sunday. She said, great meeting you, Q. It was a great game. It was my son's first Raider game. That's awesome. That's always the most special one. When you go to your first Raider game, regardless if you're a kid or you're an adult, or whenever you get that first experience, that is the one. I remember taking the wife to her first Raider game, and that was the last game I ever played in Oakland where the Raiders lost. But she had such a great experience that she knew then that, okay, yeah, I understand what – all the uh, all the conversation is about all the hype is about all the all the passion and love. I get it. So yeah, whenever you get that opportunity to go to that first game, it's uh, it's always a very memorable one, one way or the other. But just by seeing the passion of the fan base, I'm sure your son had a great time, especially you seeing a complete game one we haven't seen in a very long time. Sir Whiskey Ray said, "Q, did you say smoke old fashioned? Oh yeah, it's on at the Oyo for Monday Night Football." <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray. Glenn in San Jose said, what up, Q? Game ball to Coach AP for allowing the practice squad players on the sideline. No better way to witness the rebirth of the Raiders one game at a time, of course. That's from Glenn in San Jose. Great stuff. Great stuff. Definitely appreciate hearing from all of you. Uh, now joining us on the phone lines, as she does normally about once a week, maybe once every other couple weeks, whatever. Uh, always enjoy to have her on. That's Amber Theo Harris from the Silver and Black Show, Sirius XM Radio as well. And Amber, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Definitely appreciate you. And uh, there was a there was a hell of a cloud. Feels like it was lifted over the off of Legion Stadium, off the organization. Uh, just a lot of excitement from uh, from the Raiders and Raider Nation as well. What was your overall thoughts and feelings on what you saw on Sunday at Legion? Well, first of all, congratulations, Raider Nation. They haven't felt this joyful since they made the playoffs right. a, a couple of years ago, and so it, enjoy this, feel the joy, feel the excitement because this fan base deserves it and enjoy this moment because it was a big moment and it was significant and overall my biggest takeaway was it's amazing what people can do when you allow them to collaborate in the process you allow them to invest in the process and as a result take responsibility so for example Josh Jacobs has his best game of the year gets 98 yards. He really had over 100, but <laughs> went yeah. back in and lost three yards and got under 100, which uh, he, he spoke to us on Raiders game day after the show. 
So one of the best things he said was, I, what type of run, I was working with the offensive line, I was working with Bo Hardigree, and told them what kind of runs I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So they all spoke about it. And imagine that, Q, going, what do you want to do? Right. It seems like a simple coaching technique. Where, where do you think you add the most value? Where do you think you will find the most success? Tell me. And I'll take that into account, and I'm going to ask you to then do that. And that's exactly what Bo Hardigree did as offensive coordinator. And offensive line had a chance to talk to Josh Jacobs. And once you allow somebody to invest in the process and say, look, this is what I need to do to succeed, then that person automatically, without knowing it, becomes accountable. Right. right? Yep. They then become responsible for following through on that. So they, they're incentivized. And that's what happened. He said, look, I can do this. And then when somebody gives put faith in you and says, all right, I'm going to ask you to do it then. Don't you feel more inclined to go out and do it? Then when somebody said, this is what you're going to do, Q, right. go do it. Right. This no. is my way, go do it. <laughs> yep. It never works. No. Simple. And so that was what I took away from it, just a little bit of confidence. Or when you say, hey, Aiden O'Connell, we don't. We think you have a better chance. You give us the best chance of winning, better than a veteran that we haven't seen one that hasn't won in a long time. And we're just going to give you the keys to the car, and we're going to invest in you. And now he feels a responsibility, right? Rather than just being dictated, oh, we're going to give you a spot start, and then Jimmy might come back, and then da da da. It's it's just a different scenario. When you invest in people, anybody in a leadership position out there, Raider Nation, whether you're running a business, you know, maybe you run an an auto body shop. When you look at your employee and you say, what do you do well? And they tell you and then you say, all right, go do it. Watch how your business flourishes. Yeah. (laughs) Watch. It's a simple concept. And so I I was excited (laughs) to see that. And I think it'll be a good way to approach this going forward, a collaborative effort. I agree 100%. And I remember Josh Jacobs said that to us in the locker room following the game. And I immediately thought back to when Hugh Jackson was the head coach of the Raiders. He actually did that with Darren McFadden. And lo and behold, Darren McFadden had his best season. (laughs) So, you know, those kind of things. It's not a hard concept. No, it's not. And and more more people should do that. And I love that Bo Hardegree did that, uh, especially since he was getting the first time uh, having an opportunity to be the offensive coordinator and the play caller. And Amber, I didn't know what that was going to look like because that's not easy. But what did you think of Bo Hardigree? I thought he did a, a hell of a job in his first time out. Oh, I thought he did a great job, and, and I had no idea what to expect. Right. You know, we were, I think all of us analysts on, on Raider Game Day, Raiders Game Day, we were open-minded. We just wanted to see. We had, no, we had zero idea of what to expect. And what we saw was exactly what you and I spoke about. Remember a couple of shows, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I came on your show, Q, and I said, it's not that hard in the red zone, right? It, looks, it should look something like this, like Josh Jacobs run, Josh Jacobs run, hit Devontae. Right. <laughs> you know, I was, I was simplifying. I was, I was way oversimplifying offense. But I said, if you're going to start with something basic, let's start with that. What did we see yep. from Bo Hardigree? Something very similar to that outside of the red zone, too. It was, let me give it to Josh. Let me give it to Josh. I might even give it to Josh three runs in a row, mm-hmm. which Josh Jacobs said, I've been asking for that. Right. He said, you know, he uh, he alluded to that in our post-game interview. He goes, so for once, you know, they told me they were going to give me three runs in a row and actually gave me three runs in a row. So he kind of dropped a little nugget there, insinuating that told under the last regime that he was going to get that kind of consistency, and then it never came to fruition. And so 
it, it, that's what the offense looks like. It was feed Josh, feed Josh, and then intermediate pass to Jacoby, you know, intermediate pass to Devontae. Oh, you know what? Play action pass to Trey Tucker. It was kind of a little play action pass, but it was deep to, to, to Trey Tucker. Simple, right? Yep. I think anybody that sees the talent on this team and knows football could have written something similar up to that and uh, similar to that and said, you know what? I think this is a basic approach that could work and we'll go from here. And it did. I mean, look, they have. They came out in the first half and had 80, what, 84, 85 rushing yards. Right. Um, Got to give credit to Aiden O'Connell with those little, you know, kind of intermediate passes. He was 9 for 10 in the first half. He was very accurate. Didn't turn the ball over. And as a result, you were able to get that Trey Tucker play because the the, the run was established early. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've been trying to do all year. And so I was, I was impressed. I think he didn't try to overthink, which was a problem with the, the last regime. And they moved the chains, and they were great in the red zone, which they hadn't done all year. No doubt. No doubt. They scored 24 points in the first half. They hadn't scored 20 points in a game <laughs> all season long. And I know the Giants. Hey, yeah. You got to think about the Giants on the other end. They're not a very good team. They lost their quarterback. But with that being said, the Raiders hadn't scored 20 points offensively all season. They scored 24 in the first half. I was pretty impressed by that. So, Amber, I got to ask you about Antonio Pierce. He finds out he gets a job late on Tuesday night. He's the interim head coach, and by Sunday, he's got these guys ready to go. What was your overall impressions of AP? I think Mark Davis knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He picked him for a reason. I said this on the Silver and Black show last week. I did a whole monologue on it. He clearly wasn't chosen for his expertise. <laughs> you know, yeah. he hasn't been a coach in the NFL very long. A couple of years ago, he was coaching Long Beach Poly. Right. He was a jackrabbit here in Southern California, where I live. <laughs> you know, it wasn't expertise. It, he, it wasn't his ability to draw up a game plan. He, he was never a coordinator. He wasn't next in line. It was the leader of this team, the owner of this team, knew that he, they needed an emotional leader, they needed a leader of men, and they needed somebody to invest in the players and bring them together. That was what they needed more than a defensive genius or an offensive genius or the next you know natural guy in line, let's pick a coordinator, let's pick Patrick Graham. He identified that, and that's exactly what Antonio Pierce did. And look at that locker room yeah. after the game. You were right in it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was in the studio. Yep. You were right in it. Yep. I was going, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Look at that emotion and energy and love for each other and camaraderie and the smoke and the cigars. I mean, Matt Crosby did his whole post-game interview on Raiders game day with his shirt off, that's out, smoking a cigar. Do you think that would have ever been allowed under the last regime? No. no. It's allowed under Antonio Pierce. And as a result, you're going to have this contagious excitement and, and freedom. And they feel, it looked like they could be themselves. That, that's Matt. You know what I looked at? I, I looked at James Jones and Eric Allen right after we filmed that interview. And I went, that is Raider as hell. Yep. Right there. Yep. <laughs> like, that is, that is so, it reminded me of the old you know, you see those shots of the old Raiders still in their pads smoking a cigarette. Not that you should be yeah, smoking a cigarette. It's right. horrible for you. Don't, don't do that. I'm just saying, but right. like that, that, like, we don't care, man. We're the bad boys. Mm-hmm. That's the brand. And it was so awesome to see and so refreshing. And I think, you know, they could ride that a little bit because they feel like they now can be themselves. And they, you have some dogs on that team. You've got guys you can invest in. Invest in them. Right. Let them do what they do best. I'm excited. I thought Antonio Pierce was 
gave them exactly what they needed. I agree. I agree. His introductory press conference, I mean, I was ready to run through a wall for him and find some pads. And I know if I run through a wall, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to. I'm gonna hurt myself, so you know. But I was, I was ready to do it, you know, because he he provides that kind of energy. Chair in there somewhere. <laughs> right, right. The but, heavy or the killing, but damn it, we're doing it, aren't we? Man? We don't care. Right, exactly. Everybody wanted to run through a wall for that guy. Yep. It was Mark Davis really nailed that hiring, at least for what this team needs right now. And and I hope Antonio gets a really good look and a fair look to be a head coach in the NFL. I, yeah, I agree, and I think he will. I really do, and I think that Mark Davis alone has learned, probably from the Rich Passaccia situation, that to give this guy a really long look. Again, Amber Theo Harris is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. I did want to expand on that, though. How much do you think he paid attention, like really paid attention, to the game that was the last game that Josh McDaniels coach was against the Detroit Lions, and Dan Campbell on the other sideline? Kind of reminds me of, well, what we saw from Antonio Pierce. Yeah, I mean, I can't begin to speculate what Mark Davis was and wasn't watching, but I can tell you what we were all watching. And, and ESPN and their Monday Night Football coverage actually soundbite of Dan Campbell getting mm-hmm. emotional about his team. Right. So I don't think that helped the situation for Josh McDaniels in comparison um, to see what is working in Detroit at a time when everything was not working in Vegas mm-hmm. and to see that contradiction on national TV when the whole world was watching that one game. Right. You know, we were the only show in town. And to see Dan Campbell and what those players are willing to do for him, um, yeah, I have to think that had an influence. I can't begin to speculate, but I think it right. had an influence on all of us. Like, like this this is not it, what we're doing. That's right. what's it. Yep. How do we get to that point? And and somebody like Antonio Pierce is, 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 is that guy. Yeah, I mean, for, for Mark Davis to realize that he doesn't necessarily need a coach, he needed a really good leader and go out and get one. And Antonio Pierce, I thought that was uh, big time. And obviously, like you mentioned, exactly what this team needed. Uh, what did you think about the offensive line and the job they did of going up against a Wink Martindale bunch that you know is going to send pressure from everywhere? And they kept Aiden O'Connell clean all day. Yeah, I mean, Wink Martindale will blitz the heck out of you, right? And yep. he had been bringing a lot of pressure against, you know, whether it was the Bills or the Jets. The last couple of games, even though this is a, a bad team, just a two-win team, the defense wasn't responsible for those losses, especially mm-hmm. the last three weeks. This defense was playing lights out. I think they had only allowed 21 points in the last two games. So don't underestimate the challenge that Bo Hardigree, that offensive line, was up against with Link Martindale's defense. Um, also, you, you know what I thought for the offense? This was, I'm glad that you asked me this question because I think one of the things that I haven't heard brought up a lot was the tempo of, of the offense. Yep. The tempo was a lot quicker, and, Mar- you know, Wink Martindale likes to disguise his coverages, and, and Bo Hart agree in that offensive line, and, you know, getting the snap off quick, and, and the tempo didn't allow that, right? Didn't mm-hmm. allow him to do that. And so I think that was how they were able to get the best of that defense. I looked at my co-host at one point, and I said, is this the same offense? That, like, I just want to double-check everybody. We got the same personnel in there, right? Like, like they didn't sign any offensive linemen. Right. Like, I just, like, am I missing something here? Because, again, I did that on defense. There was guys showing up yesterday, too, that I yeah. said, I said, wait a minute. Is he new? Right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, you know, that's uh, Adam Butler, or that's this guy, or that's. And I'm going, you got guys showing up, and we haven't seen their number all year. Right. You know, whether it's Malcolm Coots or it's, it's Adam Butler or, 
you know, you know, Nichols is showing up, and you're, and you're plays where you actually look at the flip chart and go, wait, who was that again? Mm-hmm. Because it looked like there was new people playing for the team. That is how different the feeling was of the Raiders and the offensive line was 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 that group as well. It looked like they had signed new offensive linemen. They were protecting in O'Connell, but maybe also let's go back to what we were talking about with Josh Jacobs. They felt invested because they went to Josh and Josh went to them and they said, Okay, what what do you want to do here? What do you like to do? How can how can we help each other? Right. And they worked together and then they went to Bohard Agree and said, This is what we want to do. Can we do this? Yeah, go ahead and do it. And they did. And they won. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. But that tempo, that tempo is kind of an underreported thing that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. That was very um, admirable of, of, of Bo Hardigree to, to, to keep that tempo up, especially yeah. against this particular defensive front. No, I agree, because that, that, that tempo is something that you mentioned we have not seen all year long, and it's something I think a lot of people have been crying for, you know, crying and screaming for us. Get, get a little sense of urgency, and it's just it hasn't been there. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned, uh, you know, the offensive line, you know, going and saying, hey, this is what we do really well, and Josh going to them. I uh, met with Jermaine Illuminor. He was the first guy I talked to in the locker room, and the first thing he asked me is, yeah, you see we didn't take a knee. We wanted to get Josh that 100 yards rushing. Did he get it? And I said, well... He had it, and then he lost it because he lost three yards. And he was visibly angry. Like He, he cursed a couple times because he was like, man, we really wanted to get that 100 yards for Josh. So clearly, like you said, they were invested. They knew Josh was invested in them, and they knew the coaching staff had believed in them. So that, that told me a whole lot about how much they cared about the performance. Well, yeah, they, I don't think this team believing in each other has ever been a problem. Right. You, you're inside that locker room a lot. And, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you can confirm that more than me is that I never got that vibe to finger-pointing within the locker room. Right. I think it was the, the players finger-pointing at the coaches, the coaches finger-pointing back, or at least head coach finger-pointing back, like, hey, you guys aren't executing. Right. Rather than maybe it's my play caller. Right. Um, so, look, I mean, look around the locker room. Look, look at the roster. They've got all pros on that team. They've got Pro Bowl caliber players Mm -hmm. if you can't look at josh jacobs as an offensive lineman and say we need to do better to get you the ball and get you the holes that you need then then you shouldn't be on the offensive line if you're uh you know if you're tyree wilson and you can't look over at your own position room in the defensive line room and say you know i need to do whatever i can do to make max Crosby's life easier and better then you shouldn't be on the defensive line. Right. And I think that respect is, is always in it. If you're Jacoby if Myers or Trey Tucker or Hunter Renfro and you can't say, we got we to gotta figure out how to get Devontae the ball. Right. Like, there's a, there's a respect for who these guys are. They're, they're not stupid. They know they've got the top-line players in that locker room. How, if anything, I would guess there was a feeling of failure. Like, we're failing now. How, like, a frustration that yeah. we're failing these, these amazing players on our team. And so that love that you saw last night between the players was just really cool and, and heartwarming, and it was joyful. And I, I know that's a silly word, but we felt joy yeah. just watching them feel joy. So let's revel in that a little bit. Let's enjoy that. Yeah, no at doubt. At least for a few more days. At least, at least. And, and, you know, let's see where this thing goes. There's enough games left in this season where they can make something of this and, and really make some noise, and I'm here for it. I would love to see them continue to make noise. And, you know, again, Antonio Pierce doing what he's doing as the interim head coach and Champ Kelly as the interim GM. And that's really, Amber, where I wanted to, to close out. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how long it's going to be lived, but I, I know you can respect this, and you've always talked about diversity in the NFL. You look at the Raiders as an organization from the top to the bottom right now. Sandra Douglas Morgan 
Morgan, the president. Champ Kelly is the interim GM. Antonio Pierce is, you know, the interim head coach. I mean, that's all uh, significant African-Americans in, in positions that you don't normally see African-Americans in that position or females or both. So, I mean, right now the Raiders are the forefront of diversity in the NFL. What did you think when that kind of sunk in? You know, I you know what it means to me, and, I, and I've been a person that I've tried throughout my career to really promote and push for people to be given an opportunity that not only deserve it based on their merit, but deserve it based on their potential. Mm -hmm. You know, I think sometimes that women and minorities are not given opportunity in the NFL because they weren't given the earlier opportunities in the pipeline to develop. And so it takes somebody to recognize that as well, to understand there is a gap in the system of development and, and say, okay, let me not just look at their merit or what they've done before this. You know, for example, Antonio Pierce really shouldn't have had this job based on merit if right. you look at it from a technical standpoint, right? Um, but but what, what Mark Davis did was look at potential and say, let me invest in, in, in do hiring based on what I really believe is potential. Maybe he didn't have the opportunity um, earlier in his career to have the development that maybe a white male coach did at some point. And that's something the Raiders have always led in. It's made me very proud to be a part of the Raiders organization. It made me want to work for them. Going back to Amy Trask as a woman, you know, having one of the first female CEOs of, of an NFL organization and the follow-up with Sandra Morgan Douglas. Um, uh, I, I went to Sandra, you know, when I first had a chance to meet her and just told her how much I was rooting for her. Just, you know, I'm just, I want you to know how much we are all rooting for you, those of us women that have been doing this a long time because to see somebody get an opportunity and hers is based on merit. I mean, look at her resume. Yeah, yeah. She deserves to be there. She deserves to be there. And I couldn't be prouder when I saw that picture of Antonio Pierce, Champ Kelly, who deserves to yep. be there. Yep. A thousand percent on merit. But also, uh, you know, Antonio Pierce to be there on potential. To see those three, um, it just, it warms my heart. And I think people need to take a look in the NFL at, organizations that are intentionally it has to be intentional or else pe people that look like me or people that look like you, you will never get an opportunity yep. it has to be intentional and mark davis is doing that and i really hope that they can go forward as as female and african american leaders you know across the board of this team i hope they get a really good opportunity because i think they'll succeed i do too i do too i'm definitely rooting for them I, I always tell everyone i never root for anyone to fail but i will root for people to succeed <laughs> right so there's it matters. It matters. you know Q, it, yeah it, it does it yep. matters like, yep. if you don't think my daughter's being able to look at at, at sandra if you don't think them being able to see somebody like her is important right then you're missing the point yep like She's, she is giving hope and opportunity to young women everywhere that love football and want to run organizations and, and to say, okay, how do I work hard to get there? But at least I know there's now a path. Right. There is a blueprint of some sort that's possible. And the same with GMs that are African-American and coaches that are African-American in a league that is really, really lagging. Yeah. It's unbelievable that we don't have more black head coaches. It's a travesty. It is a travesty. And so um, I hope that Antonio Pierce gets to be the next one long term. I do too. It matters. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, just to, to take it a step further, Stuart Scott was my guy. Like I saw, I saw Stuart Scott. I heard him using hip hop slang and talking about Snoop and this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, 
I can do that too. Okay, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it yeah. does. Yeah, people don't understand. Yeah, I yep. think if you've never been in that position, you don't understand. You know, you and I came up in the '90s. Right. You know, we're both in our, our '40s, and so we came up where there weren't a lot of people that looked like us. I mean, I had Linda Cohen, and that's kind of it early yeah. on yep. in the early '90s when I was at the formative ages. Yes, I had Leslie Visser as well on the sidelines, but. That was kind of it. Yep. And um, I didn't have an anchor, Sports Center anchor, because Sports Center was was a big deal. That was all you watched That's, back then. Yep. And Linda Cohen was it for me. And the chance, the day I got a chance to meet her, I cried and I thanked her and I said, "Like you gave me a light. You were like a, a beacon of light that I could follow. You know, that I could that I could know that I had a shot. So yep. thank you. And so this is this is what the Raiders are doing right now um, by giving young people an example of what can be. Yep, and it's awesome. It really is, and I hope that, like you mentioned, everyone gets the opportunity to continue to, to move forward and do what they do. It does matter. It's intentional, and I love every minute of it, just like I enjoy every minute of our conversations that we have each and every time that we talk. Amber Theo Harris, fantastic as always. What are you working on besides everything that I should be looking out for? Well, check out the Silver and Black show that's going to drop on Thursday. Uh, we're going to have a great profile of – uh, not only the week that was, but we're going to look forward to the Jets. And really, we're trying to get some big guests on, uh, as we always do on that show. Yep. So um, take a look at that. And you know what? To just everybody, enjoy being a Raider. It's, it's a proud day to be a Raider. And I hope everybody in Raider Nation really, really just uh, enjoys this week and um, is excited for the future. I think the future is really bright. And we're going to try to give as much coverage as we can over on Raiders game day and the Silver and Black show. And I know you do as well to, to try to usher that in. This is a new era. Absolutely, it is. You said it perfectly. And believe me, uh, you guys do a fantastic job. We try to do the same. But, uh, uh, yeah, you, you are a breath of fresh air. We enjoy having you each and every day. Everyone talks about you like, Amber said this. She was great. So, yeah, we love we love every time you join the show, Amber. <laughs> thanks a lot, man. We keep it 100. But thanks a lot. We, I appreciate you always having me on, too. It's always good to chat with you. Yes, yes, no doubt. Amber Theo Harris, Silver and Black Show, Sirius XM Radio with us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We are at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do this every single Monday night, and right now you see C.J. Stroud on the screen talking to uh, all the fine folks at ESPN about his performance, and wow, you want to talk about a rookie quarterback that's shining. How about C.J. Stroud? Got some NBA action going on on some of these uh, TV screens, some hockey action going on. How about them Golden Knights and what they're doing, and then NFL Network as well. Uh, they got Got all kind of different food options for you. You can go and get some Hooters wings. You can get some fancy drinks, some fancy foods. They've remodeled everything here. So it's a great place and a great time to have a great time. 426 is the time. We'll come back. We'll get to some calls. We'll get to some texts. We'll hear from a couple other players in the Raiders locker room as well. My man Jared holding down the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Raiders Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, here's your boy Q. Checking out one of these many screens that they have here in the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. They got the Hemi Awards Week 9 nominees, C.J. Stroud, Josh Dobbs, Steve Spagnola, and one Antonio Pierce. So clearly 
not only are we noticing what's going on with Antonio Pierce, but the whole NFL world is noticing what's going on with Antonio Pierce and the fact that he really made some noise as a first-year, uh, first-time uh, interim head coach with the Silver and Black. Him and Bo Hardegree, the interim offensive coordinator, did a fantastic job. And, of course, Champ Gelly is the interim GM right now for the Raiders. And, uh, again, just to see them on Monday Night Football, see uh, up on the screen that they're recognizing what they did. And Monday Night Football takes place right here in the Underground Lounge. We're here each and every Monday. They've got so many screens. Everything is newly remodeled. I've had some of the food. I had some of the wings from Hooters, including the fries, and the fries are exceptional. Exceptional. So definitely come on by, get some food, get some drinks, get some prizes. We have the, we have the bottle opener. And I know it's just a bottle opener, but it's not just a bottle opener. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. It's a football. It fits in the palm of your hand. It's perfect. And it's a collector's item because at some point we won't have it anymore. And then you'll wonder where they're at. And, well, then you won't get them. So come on by right now. Get hooked up with them. As a matter of fact, we got a text from the 707 on our don'tbebroke.com text line. For inquiry of minds, does AP get one of those Raider Nation Radio bottle openers? Yeah, I think he should. <laughs> I think he should. I just, why not, right? I mean, just go ahead and keep giving him the flowers while he's getting them. Also, another text. What up, Q? Game ball goes to Coach AP for allowing practice squad players on the sideline. No better way to witness the rebirth of the Raiders one game at a time. Of course, that's Glenn and San Jose. I think we got that one already. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Hardcore Raider, and then we'll go inside the Raiders locker room. Hardcore, what's on your mind? Hey, Q, uh, good win. You know, I'm really proud of this team. I want to give a big shout-out to Amber. I think she's got a great football mind. I always felt like uh, what she did from the NFL Network to what she does with the Raiders is like our own little mini NFL Network show we got with uh, James Jones and uh, Eric Allen. So they do a great job. So I want to say thank you to them. And then I uh, also want to say thank you to Martin Davis. And then my three game balls, I'm going to go Aiden O'Connell, offensive line. Got to give a lot of credit to this offensive line. They're going to have their plate full this uh, week. But I'm really proud of them. And then last but not least would be the coach. Um, you know, I do want to say something about Aiden O'Connell. You know, I was big, big on Hinton Hooker, and everybody was like, you know, Hinton Hooker is, is his age is a factor. You know what I mean? But Aiden O'Connell's not too much younger than Hinton Hooker. And Aiden O'Connell's 25 now. He was 24 during the draft. Uh, so with a guy like that, it just shows the composure – and with a lot of these other, you know, like rookie quarterbacks, they're so young, they don't have the years of experience, so it takes them longer to develop. Where they, like an older guy like Aiden O'Connell, he is more ready. And we're going to have him on, uh, like, years of his prime, meaning like 26 to, you know, 28, 29. He's going to be on a rookie contract. So yeah. um, I'm excited to see his growth and development, and I think the age is a positive, not a negative. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. And then, you know, I said I wanted to hear a real coach speech. Uh, after this victory, if you recall me saying that, and uh, talking about leadership and stuff. And you ever heard a coach yell out Raiders like that? I've never <laughs> heard that. So right. uh, I, lo I love it, man. I love him. He's a Raider to and through. And uh, so much love to him, much, much love to everybody, uh, especially Josh Jacobs, man, everybody falling out. And we just got to keep, keep this momentum going, dude, to keep grinding. So much love. Take care. Let's go Raiders. There you go. There you go. That's Hardcore Raider right there. Good stuff, my man. And, yeah, uh, you could tell you could tell that, uh, that, that Coach Pierce was really excited about his opportunity to be the head coach and lead these men. Again, not necessarily coach them up X's and O's wise, but just be able to be the leader of men. And, look, it's a one-game sample size. Uh, the season's long. There's still eight weeks left to go, eight, eight games guaranteed left to go. So we'll see how everything goes. But for the interim, which is what him, Bo Hardegree, Champ Kelly, what they all are right now, 
it's, it's good. They're doing a really good job, and, and we'll see what's next. And we'll start talking later on in the season. Like, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and say, well, what's he got to do to keep the job? And everyone's asked me that question, but it's been one game. I'd like to see a few more and get a little bit later in the season before we start saying, okay, well, what do we think, right? Let's just kind of – let's just see how it goes. Let's enjoy one game at a time as uh, far as I'm concerned. Now, we had a lot of players that we talked to in the Raiders locker room, Max Crosby. We talked to Nate Hobbs. We talked to Trey Tucker. You already heard from Meek Robertson, Jermaine Illuminor. You heard from them. Uh, you know, Austin Hooper was a guy. Um, there was plenty of players that we got a chance to catch up with in the Raiders locker room. But Hardcore just mentioned, shout out to Josh Jacobs. So let's hear from Josh Jacobs. He carried the ball 26 times, had 98 yards. He went over 100 at one point, but then he lost yardage on the last carry. So it got him back at 98 yards, but he had two touchdowns, and he was the heart and soul of the Raiders team. Not my words, not his words, Coach Pierce's words. Here's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room following the game. Yeah, no, it's definitely been a good energy. I mean, positive, positive vibes and, and things like that, but you know, just with the situation, um, you know, it, it started off a little, a little funky. We really didn't know how, to, how it was going to go, but the whole week, you know, I just kept preaching to the guys. Let's lock in with each other and, uh, you know, go out there and have fun and play how we how we think we can play. How good that opening drive feel? I feel like we was doing everything right out there. Everything that could go right was going right. I think the whole game, for the, for, the, for the most part, was pretty good. You know, uh, we got some stuff that we need to clean up, but yeah, we definitely on the right track. Was it shocking? Do your eyes kind of light up? You look up and you had so much open field in front of you for once on that opening drive. No, nah, I already told him. I said, look, on the first run, it don't matter if it's ugly or not. Like, I'm going to set the tone in this game because I know that if, if I get going and, you know, I, I, I run with a, with a certain demeanor, it get everybody going. So I already had that on my mind, and uh, we just came out and did good. But. I saw you blowing some uh, kisses after both of the, the touchdowns yeah. out in the crowd. Was that directed at anybody? Or? Yeah, my daughter My daughter was in the stands, so, you know, I got a so she just turned three on Halloween. Um, so, yeah, that was, that's, that's where she was sitting there, so, yeah, that was directed at. The first half is about as good as you felt all season? I mean, I felt good all year, honestly. Like, even now, like, I didn't, I didn't really get hit that much, like, hard or nothing like that. Up My body feel good, so, yeah. How important was it for this team not just to get the win, but to get it Challenge with Dexter Lawrence on the other side, and he's been killing dudes this year. Um, you know, and they met that challenge, so it's been fun. What'd you see from him unfortunately after him? Uh, he just po uh, poised, man. Like he's very poised. Like he come in the moment you can tell the moment's not too big for him. Uh, you know, he's not out there struggling to make mic points or anything like that. He just goes out there and man, he, and he does what he needs to do. Uh, so shout out to him and the way he prepared. We know how hard you've taken the losses. Are you able to do the opposite here and, and take in on, on all the celebration? Never quite seen the locker room like this after one. Yeah, man. I mean, because the vibe and the energy is just, you know, it's just electric right now, man. Like I said, uh, this this is the most connected I feel like we've we've been as a, as a unit. Um, and just to go out there and have fun and play 
to celebrate after they're out there doing things good and you know the defense stepping up and, and holding our own. It's just it was just a fun day. So you seem like you rolled off your linemen pretty effectively, a little more speed, a little more stability. Was that approach something that you guys focused on this week, or is there just enough of a gap that you felt like you could take more advantage today? Uh, nah, man. So they let me get involved a little more in the run game. So I just called all the runs that I felt like I like. You know what I'm saying? So the runs I feel like that worked good throughout the week when we was practicing, and you know they just happened to call them at the right time. So. It was a, definitely a collective effort. With that. Coach Pierce mentioned that he had to talk with you about what your role was going to be for the team moving yeah. forward, how important that was going to be. What did that mean to you? Yeah, man, he came and told me, man. He said, uh, you know, you're the hardest soul of the team. Like, don't nothing really happen unless it comes through you first. You know what I'm saying? We can't throw the ball if we ain't running good, all of this, all of those type of things. And he just told me, like, man, the way that I play the game that with, with, with passion, it, it, it ignites the guys, and it, and it nice is sparking the guys. So that's why I try to come out and bring it. What did it mean to you when he told you that, that you're the heart and soul of this team? I mean, I, you know, but but it was <laughs> it, it was it was it was good to know that like all right, it made me have to stand on my word to him. And uh, whenever you make me have to stand on business, I tend to you know get on that. So yeah, on me. There's Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room. It was very loud Raiders locker room, obviously. But, uh, yeah, you, you could tell that there was good energy. And there's been good energy all week ever since the, the move was made. And, again, I'll say it. I'll say it a thousand times that I never root for someone to, to fail. I never root for anyone to get fired because jobs are tough to come by. But I do root for people to succeed. And so I'm excited about the opportunity that Antonio Pierce has. I'm excited about the, team, the, 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 the opportunity that the rest of the team has the rest of the way. They've got eight games still that they can make all the noise that they want. There's nothing nobody can do except for them to go out there and make noise. They can go out there and make as much noise as possible, really put themselves out there, just like the team that went to the playoffs under Rich Passaccia, right? I counted them out. A lot of people had counted them out. They can't win four games in a row. I, 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 I said that. Those were my words. And they were able to do it and find their way into the playoffs and really gave Cincinnati a run for their money. Cincinnati ended up in the Super Bowl. So... They, this is all on them, and I think that they know that, especially guys that have been there, done that, like a Max Crosby, like a Josh Jacobs. Those guys were part of that team. They know about it, and if Antonio Pierce can get those guys humming, again, you got to take it one game at a time. I mean, the sky's the limit for what they could do. Again, they're literally one game away from being a 500 team. They could win this game on Sunday night against the Jets. So, uh, again, all their opportunity is right there in front of them. It's just all what are they going to make out of that opportunity. But uh, the players, to, to just let that that big black cloud from above them, you know, and, and all that weight off their shoulders, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's wild to see how much difference a day makes. It really does. And, again, I don't, I don't like to keep going back and referencing, you know, people that aren't a part of the organization anymore. But, man, it is, it is so different from – the demeanor and the style and the way that even the locker room is after the game to what it was on Sunday following the game. Pretty, pretty amazing. So uh, let's hear from Max Crosby. He's a guy that in the locker room was a lot more quiet when uh, when Max was uh, was being interviewed. He's the last guy that we usually get to talk to. He's the guy that's working. He's always getting a little bit of treatment immediately after. So usually he's the last dude that we get a chance to catch up with in the locker room. So here's Max Crosby uh, following the Raiders win. How good did that feel for the defense to get, rack up all the sacks with the performance you guys had today? Uh, it was a blast. Uh, we had we had a lot of fun out there. You could feel it. Um, the energy was crazy, and we uh, you know sustained it for the whole game. So that's what we you know we talk about. Uh, AP talked about in the beginning of the week. It's just about playing, you know, with swag, letting everyone's personality come to light. And uh, I feel like everyone felt that today. What was the week of practice like with AP? It was amazing. You know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 
it was business and then we had fun and business when, when it was time to work and you know we had a lot of fun you know walking in the building with a smile on our face and leaving with the same thing so uh big respect you know ap you know stepped up you know he, he had no inclination that it, this was you know going to be his job right out the gate you know he had to adjust on the fly and it's just a credit to him you know he's a professional um and he's just you know you could just feel, you know, you feel the energy, you know, every single day. Would you say was the biggest change in the way you guys uh, went about practice this week? Um, you know, we uh, we did some, you know, different things, but I feel like it was just, you know, we like I said, you know, we felt when we had to work, we worked, um, but we also had fun when we were doing it. You know, at the, at the end of the day, it's a kid's game. Uh, we go through hell and back just to get out there on Sunday. So, uh, you know, you, you have to enjoy it. You know, it's it's not easy. You know, we do we train all year round to come out here and play 17 guaranteed games. So, um, you got to take advantage every single day you're out there and and look for that one percent to improve on. Max, AP was a guy who played a lot like you, very physical, very gritty. Mm-hmm. What's it like to not just play for a former player, but one that embraces the game like you do? Yeah, you know, AP. Uh, you know, before, you know, he got the head coaching job, you know, me and him, we would get into it on the sideline. He would try to hype me up, get under my skin, and we'd go back and forth. Um, but that's just kind of our relationship. You know, he's he's awesome. You know, he loves football. I love football. And, uh, you know, he you can just tell he's a student of the game, but at the same time he has that, that swag to him where, um, you know, everybody feels it. So, you know, I feel like that came to life today. A lot of the guys said that cigars came from you. What was the thought process on that? <laughs> uh, I love cigars. So <laughs> everybody knows I'm sober, but I love my cigars. So, um, yeah, you know, I wanted the guys, you know, to have some fun after the game. I got the equipment guys to buy them last night and uh, shot over a Venmo and uh, got them taken care of. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, you know, we had them ready to rock. So it was a lot of fun. To do that, to have those cigars ready like that, some confidence that you guys were going to be smoking them after the game. Uh, no question, no question. You know that's the confidence you uh, you have to have in this league. You know you have to go out there um, with ill intent and the intention to go win. You know if you have any doubt that you're going to go out there and succeed, um, you're already a step behind. So uh, yeah, you know we had, we had a lot of confidence. Uh, we were ready to go, and uh, you just felt it in the build in the building. How important was it to not just to get the win, but to get it with all phases playing well in the game as well as just. Uh, being pretty dominant against the Giants the way that everybody was in all phases. Yeah, you know, that's the goal. You know, if you win on two out of the three phases, you have a really good chance to win. If you win in three, uh, you know, it's inevitable. So um, that's what we hone in on. We have a great special team unit. You know, everybody knows that from Daniel to AJ, um, all across the board. And then, you know, offense and defense, you know, we've uh, we've had some back and forth. You know, defense has played some good games and some, you know, we've had some games where we want back. But at the same time, offense felt the same way. And we just went out there and played a good football game, you know, from start to finish. And, you know, there's obviously some things we clean up, um, you know, for me personally um, and down the board. But, uh, you know, it was a good start. What do you think of Aiden O'Connell got a second career start? Uh, he did awesome. You know, Aiden didn't blink. Uh, Aiden's like that every single day. You know, he's, he carries himself like a like a vet. And uh, you got a ton of respect for him. Uh, coaches put him in a great position. Bo, um, you know, that's another guy. Bo deserves a ton of credit. He had a great game plan. Uh, and you see the guys out there executing at a high level. So, yeah, you got to give a big shout-out to, you know, Bo as well. But Aiden, you know, it, it didn't surprise me one bit. I'm Pierce talked uh, earlier in the week about guys got to meet Max at the quarterback and have a party where the quarterback's at. Mm-hmm. Season high seven sacks. Why do you think the D line got off so good today? Um, you know, we've been, you know, I feel like this D line group, you know, we have something special going on. Um, you know, it's one game, but if you watch, you know, every single week, you know, where guys are getting better. You know, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, 
Malcolm Kuntz, um, Bilal Nichols. We have a lot of guys that are just improving on a weekly basis. Um, we've been close, um, but we have to put ourselves in position to be able to rush. You know, you can't if you don't stop the run well enough, uh, you're going to be behind the sticks all the time, and you're not going to have opportunities to get out to the quarterback. And today we did that, and uh, you know people saw the results. So it was a good start, but we have a lot of football left, and we got to keep you know improving. I mean, he just keeps making plays. Uh, Robertson back there, he had the, oh, yeah. the big pass breakup. What do you think of his hit on that play? Yeah, Meek's a certified playmaker. He's all, always around the ball. Every time he's in there, he's making plays. You know, that's just what he does. Um, if you watch his college tape, it's the same thing. The dude is all over the place, and you just see it. The more playing time he gets, the more plays he makes. So, um, major respect to Meek. You know, the guy works his ass off, um, and I love that guy. He's just, he's just fun to be around, and um, he's a ball player. How much did you enjoy setting the tone defensively? You guys won the toss and then deferred. Yeah, I love starting. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, you warm up, you get ready to go, feel the crowd. You know, I want to go out there first every time. So, yeah, it's always special to go out there first. What about Josh? Yeah, Josh, you know, Josh is Josh. You know, he's, he's a great running back. Everyone knows that. Um, we got him going today, and that's a big, you know, shout-out to the O-line as well. You know, they took it personal about what's been going on recently, and, um, you know, you just felt it. You know, guys were getting pushed off the ball, um, and Josh was run downhill with, uh, you know, with bad intentions. So, um, I think it was, you know, credit to all those guys. Max Crosby in the Raiders locker room right there following the 30-6 to victory over the Giants in uh, all three stages of the game, all three uh, elements, all three, uh, you know, just parts of the game, offense, defense, special teams, uh, units, they all did a really good job on Sunday that led to that victory, and so you got to give them a lot of props for that, and again, it was on a short week. Now they have a little bit more time to prepare for the Giant, or the, the Jets, who are preparing to play uh, the, the Chargers on Monday Night Football, and we're checking that out here at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. Every single Monday night, we're here hanging out, watching all these uh, beautiful TV screens that they have, and uh, just the way that they remodeled this place is amazing, uh, from the couches to the chairs to the, the little tables that they have, uh, obviously the food, the drinks, everything. It's it's really a nice place to, to come and hang out and watch some Monday Night Football. So we definitely encourage you to come on by. We've got a bunch of prizes here on the table still. Uh, got some T-shirts, cups, koozies. Uh, still got the Raider Nation Radio 920, the football. Nice little uh, bottle opener right there. Got a couple more of those left. we got some tickets that we're giving out. And, and don't forget that the Oyo uh, has the Wheel of Fortune slot zone each and every week. You can win up to $1,000 in free slot play, and that's Tuesday through Thursday, uh, 1 to 3 p.m. You can also win like $500 and $200 in a free slot play. But you want to go and get the $1,000. Why, why, not, why not get the best, right? If you can do it, do it. Uh, the Wheel of Fortune slot zone goes on here at the Oyo Underground Lounge, uh, 1 to 3 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday. So make sure you come and check that out. Got a lot of Raider Nation still hanging out here, uh, enjoying themselves, enjoying this Victory Monday. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. It's 449. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Here's your boy Q. As we close up shop, on Friday we uh, got a lot of folks registered uh, for uh, for tickets to this upcoming Sunday night's game against the Jets at Allegiant Stadium, thanks to Boyd Gaming, uh, we we definitely uh, got a lot of folks registered, got them in to win. And it's funny, we got a winner, Armando. We've been trying to trying to get a hold of him pretty much all day long to let him know that he's a winner. And uh, even throughout the course of the show today, Jared's been working on trying to get him on the phone lines, and I think that we have done so. Armando, are you there? Yes, how you doing, Q? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm doing great now that I can get a hold of you. You're the hardest man to get a hold of. You're like the president. Oh, my God. Hey, I drive the city buses, man. I was, on, I was, I was driving the Nellis route, and I, I, can't, I can't answer the phone. I get fired if I even look at my phone, you know? Uh, so. Oh, man, what you got to do is you got to tell the people on the bus, like, hey, man, hold up. Q's calling me, man. Q's trying to hook me up with tickets, man. Y'all just slow your roll. I know, I know. Yes, yes. 
No, nah, but it's all good, man. Hey, I just wanted to call you and congratulate you myself for uh, winning tickets to the game coming up on Sunday against the Jets because of Boyd Gaming. You got in to win on Unnecessary Roughness, and so I, I wanted to call you. So, Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. What would you think of that game on Sunday? Oh, man, it was awesome, man. It was awesome, man. It's, it's like a new team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a new team. I mean, they they came out balling, man. I mean, the first drive went out there and scored. I mean, that's man. I don't, I don't know if uh, you know my boy Jacob. I mean, uh, McDaniel's was holding us back or what? But I mean, it was something. Cheers. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> it I was, was so something. Watching it, but yeah, yes. it felt like a a whole new, brand new beginning on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, and you're going to get to feel that uh, this upcoming Sunday night, little prime time action. So uh, you'll be in the building to see the the Jets and the Raiders, and again, it's all because of Boyd Gaming. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you, appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's going to do it for us from uh, the Oyo, the Underground Lounge. Every single Monday night, you'll see the Jets and the Chargers on Monday Night Football. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.